Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. The original air date for this episode will come out shortly before Thanksgiving 2021. So we thought we'd take some time today to talk about what we're thankful for, specifically what we're thankful for in regards to homeschooling. We think this is really important because if you're in the midst of your homeschooling journey, We know it can be tough at times to see the forest for the trees, to not get discouraged in the middle of what is probably some very chaotic days. But it's always helpful to consciously step back and aim to look at things with a different perspective. And we're hoping that what Jenny and I are about to tell you that we're thankful for will resonate with you and motivate you to make your own personal list. Because if you can refer to that and ponder it when you're having a hard day, It'll make everything better. When we really think about it, there is so much about homeschooling for which we can be thankful. Right, Jenny? Uh, There are so many reasons Mm -hmm. to be thankful. Even on the hard days? On the hard, especially on the hard days. (laughs) Let's start with that. Yes. Especially on the hard days. Mm. Okay. Let's, let's break down a hard day. Okay. Okay. A hard day can mean so many different things. Let's use a scenario. You wake up, you get out of bed, you walk down the hall and you step in a pile of cat puke. Oh no, (laughs) well, been there, done that. (laughs) And you haven't even drank your coffee yet. No, that makes it so bad. (laughs) You're on your way. And there you are, it's just right straight out of your bed. Something like that goes wrong. Well, that's a little, little tiny thing in life, isn't it? <laughs> but doesn't that set the, the whole next step? Yeah, because then things can snowball, right? So yeah. all of a sudden the baby whom you thought would sleep till seven is yeah. up at 552 because yep. you got up early so you could have that coffee before the baby woke yeah. up and uh-huh. the baby's going to cry. And so that's going to wake up the three-year-old and everybody yeah. else maybe except the teenager, right? Mm-hmm. And it just snowballs and snowballs yes. and snowballs. And before it's eight in the morning, you feel like, let's just go back to bed. Yeah. And you have that attitude in your heart mm-hmm. and everything is, you're already on edge And so, and then what happens is, remember, we always talk about how the atmosphere and nine times out of 10 moms, we are the atmosphere of our home. And that atmosphere begins the minute the children enter your space with you, the atmosphere begins. And I bring up the cat puke scenario because Mm -hmm. we have just one little kitty cat who rules our whole entire house. Her name is Sophia Louise Tetzner. She's gorgeous. We love her. Well, here's the thing. When you step in cat puke right off the bat, when you wake up and we have the carpeting in the hallway, because cats just don't puke where there's hard wood and they don't puke anywhere on any surface, just always the carpet. Well, then I have to go get that red bottle of whatever, which is way downstairs. You're trying not to wake the kids up so Mm -hmm. that you can do that, but you have to get that. And then you have to, you know, get your little bucket of water, the rag, the whole thing, squirt it with the stain stuff. (laughs) 
that whole process corrupts one's mind. <laughs> and why can't we just let it roll off? But then we carry it, don't we? Yes. And like you said, then the kids but are up how can we be thankful for that, Jenny? <laughs> Well, I can tell you. So after that, and even, you know, so that happens, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, unless we stop right there and literally start thanking and praising the Lord, even for whatever it is, Lord, thank you so much that I get to be home with my children today, regardless of anything that will shift Right. That's going to get the shift back to what really matters because everything else is just a distraction. Right. But when we go through hard days in general, whether it be that you step on cat puke or whether it be that you pulled your hair out with math or you had tantrum (laughs) kids or the washer broke, it doesn't matter what it is. It's not just about that day. Mm -hmm. Right. Because usually by the time your, your eyes hit the you know, your eyes are closed, your head hits the pillow. Nothing seems so bad. You might hear the news and you might walk out in the world and see, guess what? It's a terrible world. Thank goodness we are able to be home with our children. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness, no matter what happens in that day. And we talked about this, right? No matter what, what is that? It's a little quote too. Uh, So I think you mean this one. So the worst day of public school is, uh, no, the worst day of homeschooling is still beats the best day of public school. Yeah. And that's true. Um, And so if we could, you're right. If we can say, I am thankful that my children are here. And you know what? I, Mm -hmm. I can almost picture some of you thinking this because I did too. When I had my really bad hard days, when I was not abiding in the Lord on those hard moments, my girls came to call me psycho mommy. And it was true. And they would, they would very lovingly say that. And I felt horrible. I'm like, my girls deserve so much better than psycho mommy. Yeah. But guess what? They didn't want anybody else. I needed to repent when psycho mommy blew her top Mm -hmm. and all these different things. And if I had not done that, that would have been sin against my children. But my girls in all my imperfections, they still just wanted me and your children want you. We, we let those little annoying things. Mm-hmm. I should say we let those little things because they are little. Yeah. We let them annoy us. Yeah. We let them get inside. The only way to prevent that is thankfulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God tells us that the only way that we can defend our hearts and our minds is thankfulness through God's word. That's it. Be thankful because all of those little things, it's this doesn't matter. Right. At the end, you get to be home with your kids. Mm-hmm. No matter how tough the day was, there's yes. always a new day. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow hasn't come. We have to learn to be thankful in the day. Yes. And you don't blow the entire day if you're mm-hmm. cursing at the cat at six yeah. in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Take a deep breath, pray, repent, tell the cat you're sorry. Yeah. Tell the kids you're sorry. <laughs> yes. Especially tell the kids. I mean, the cat doesn't really matter, but just that's really telling yourself, you exactly, know, yes. so it's know fine. But the idea of, cause I have talked to many people who say, you know, whether, whether it's six in the morning or 10 or two in the afternoon, the whole day shot now blew it. Oh yeah. No, you didn't. It's a moment. Yeah. And the thankful part, the great blessing part is that we can just choose to move beyond 
the hard moment instead of getting stuck in it. Right. The feelings. Yeah. I mean, feelings matter, but they shouldn't control us. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because we have to stick to the facts. Yes. Not let our feelings take precedence over reality. Right. 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 Uh, I'm also thankful that because some, sometimes it's worse than just stepping in cat puke. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's, it's hard things. It's medical issues or, you know, a child is sick. Your husband is sick. And what is the thankfulness in that? How can we be thankful for those? We can be thankful because we don't have anything else pressing. We can hit the pause button. And what's illuminated is life, the living of life. Mm-hmm. And that, the learning that happens with that, the lessons that are inside of, you know, sometimes tragedy or yeah. even um, just those hard moments. Right. You're not having to frantically try to tell the school people why your children aren't there or you right. know, they, they sent a truant officer out and nothing yeah. like that, because when life happens, you can focus on that mm-hmm. and you're not accountable to these other people. They have none, no business in your life. And that's yep. a good thing to be thankful for. Yeah. <laughs> Significantly. You know, what's great about homeschooling, which I absolutely loved is, and I, I say it because of the season that we're in right now. It was a cold day today. Really too cold for November. Yeah. Early November. Uh, Agreed. (laughs) Um, Snuggliness. Waking (laughs) up in the morning, drinking coffee. There you are. And even if the kids come down. Yep. It's okay. Don't push them away. Whip them up some hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. Sit down. Have a great, I don't know, morning time, a little song, read a book. Just talk with them. Hold them. Hold them. Hold them. Mm -hmm. Hold them longer. Mm-hmm. Hold them longer, love them, just be. Yeah. Just be. What our, when my girls were growing up, we lived in a house that there was a school bus that would always stop in front of our house and just wait for like 30 minutes. We never really figured out why he was doing that because it was early in the morning. Um, there was a time when the girls thought that the bus was waiting for them and that they, <laughs> they had to go. But then, and they would see the children walk to the school because we lived near a middle school. So they saw the kids walking to the school and this is a little bit irreverent and I feel a little bit bad for this, but they would look out and they'd be like, oh, those poor saps <laughs> <laughs> because they really felt bad for those kids who had to be out walking in the cold or whatever oh, at seven in the morning, seven, 10 in the morning or whoever had to be getting on that yes. bus so early. We can be thankful on the cold days that that's not us, that we can be home. Yeah, right? I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And I was saying, here's another thing to be thankful for. Another thing to be thankful for is the very fact that you get to be a mom 100%. You get to be a dad 100%. And and dads, even if you're working, you don't have to feel bad about that. You get to go to work knowing What a monumental role that you are playing. A good example for your children. You know they're home safe. Yes. With your wife. You know that. I think I heard Jeff say that, Tina. Mm -hmm. Didn't he say that? Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that the kids are safe. They're home with their mom. Yep. He doesn't have to worry about what is going into his kids' minds and hearts. Mm -hmm. If they're being assaulted by somebody on the playground. You don't have to worry about that as a homeschool dad. And I mean, obviously... If it's a traditional homeschool family and the mom's home and the dad is earning the money, what a blessing 
to have a husband who is willing to do that. Yeah. Sometimes Jeff would get discouraged, like, oh, you know, we have this old car. At the time, we lived in a kind of a crummy neighborhood, <laughs> you know, whatever. And God brought it to my mind one day to say to him, okay, honey, yes, but why? We prioritized the girl's education. Yeah. And I said, you're essentially footing the bill for a private education, an exclusive private education for your children. It's a school with only two children in it. Isn't that <laughs> And amazing? you're footing the bill for it, Jeff. Yes. And that helped him. So we yeah, have to think about, that. we have to kind of reframe reality mm-hmm. instead of thinking about, oh yeah, my van is, you know, 18 years old and it's going to die. No, why do we have an old van so that we can prioritize our children and yeah. we're able to do that? What a blessing. That is such a blessing and a gift for yeah. them mm-hmm. all of their life. Yeah. All of their life. I wish that I could say, actually, I was homeschooled. Do you remember when the Bernhardt said that? <laughs> yes. Whenever somebody asks them, oh, when the conversation comes up, what school did you go to? Actually, I was homeschooled. <laughs> That's a blessing. No, but really, uh, just to give that gift, you know, it just keeps on giving because they were shaped to be the best that that they could be. They, they had an, um, what kind of an education? A privileged education. Yeah a high, a higher education to be sure. And which any parent can do if you have a will. Yeah. Right. But it does offer that custom education. Yeah, it really does. And then they, they get to be, I guess what I'm saying is they get to learn to do things with excellence and excellence and be who God called them to be. They get to offer that when they become parents, Mm -hmm. you know, to their own kids. That's a gift. Right. Yeah. Think about that. You're giving that to your children. Every day. And I know it doesn't seem like it when your three-year-old is, you know, pooping in the kitchen and wiping it on the walls or whatever it might be. You you think when you've got little kids that they will never, ever mature. Mm. They will never grow up. They will never, you know, have the character that you want them to have. Jenny and I can tell you that they do grow up actually way too fast. And even though you're imperfect, they will, by God's grace mature. You guys, that's why. Yeah, it's so true. And that's why I'm saying, you know, in the morning, Mm -hmm. I know that, Hey, I love coffee. I love waking up extra early to have alone time. That's critical. Yes, it is. But yeah, there were times when the kids would come bust in during that time. That's why I said, hold them, Mm -hmm. hold them. I remember moms saying to me, Oh, it's going to go so fast. It's going to go so fast. Now that my children are 20 and 18, I cannot even begin to tell you, I do not regret one second of our whole entire growing up together. I don't regret one second throwing the math book across the room and (laughs) going to the park and said, I don't regret it. I don't regret setting my cup of coffee down to, you know, make cookies with them at eight in the morning. I don't regret it. I am so thankful for every moment that we were able to grow together and learn together. And even in the moments of, you know, losing self-control as they get older, right. As, as they really start pushing and becoming who, you know, God's calling them to be. 
It's not you. God's not calling them to be you. And so there's a little bit of a push and pull. But even then, in the moment, you feel so frustrated and you feel like it's the end of the world and you feel like you're failing as a parent and you feel like your kids are not going to grow up to be these amazing adults because they're challenging and all these things. But guess what? Those moments are so critical at the end of the day. At the, not at the end of the day, but at the end of it all, you see yeah. how every one of them helped shape yep. you and your children right. and your relationship. Yep. All of those moments, not one of them can be taken for granted, right. even in the hardness, even in the tears. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say the main thing is just on those tough days, forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. And forgive your kids. Yes, I was going to say, forgive your kids. They're not perfect. You're not perfect. And here's the blessing too. Like, I think you were kind of referring to teenage years, right? When yeah. they push back and all of that. What a blessing that you get to be in your yeah. home. Okay, teenagers are not horrible people, all right? You have to get past that. I love teenagers. They are Me challenging too. at times, right? But you get to be the one to be their primary influence. You don't have to worry about who's giving them what weird ideas yeah. in school all day long. You don't have to worry about them being primarily influenced by these peers that you've never met and have no idea what their family values are. They are with you and you can choose to parent your teenagers in love and relationship and not have that whole teenage ick thing yeah. going on that, that our world says, oh yeah, teenagers are always going to be so terrible. No, you, when you're at home can choose to see them differently. Yeah. Doesn't mean you won't be frustrated with them at times and they with you, but. (laughs) Did I ever tell you, you know what else I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for learning moments. And Mm -hmm. I mean, learning moments. We are not talking. For you or for the kids? Everybody. Uh Uh-huh. But we're not even talking academics at this point, right? Right. Character, right? Can I, I don't know if I ever told you guys this story, but okay. This is a proud mom moment. I will say, (laughs) I'm just going to brag a bit because God gave me this idea. I thought it was brilliant. All right. It went something like this. (sighs) mom, we don't have anything to eat. (laughs) Could we order a pizza? No, we have a lot of food. We have a lot of food to eat. We don't have anything. Are you sure? Did you check? I looked. We don't have anything to eat. Nothing. (laughs) We don't have anything to eat. To which I said, well, let's go see. (laughs) So sure enough, I open the refrigerator door, tons of food. I open the freezer, even more. (laughs) I open the pantry doors, food galore. So here was this brilliant idea that I I really believe God gave it to me right then and there. (laughs) Little homeschool help. I said to this child, child, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to go into the refrigerator and anything that you see in there that we can eat, I want you to bring it out here to the living room, set it down on the floor. And I want you to say, Jesus, thank you for this food that I have to eat. And guess what? She did. (laughs) And then she looked at me like we were done after that first thing. And I said, now, is there any more food in the refrigerator? Every single (sighs) item in our refrigerator, right back to the living room. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, for the food we have to eat. To the pantry. Do we have any more food? Yes, we do. It's in the pantry. 
cereal box. Thank you, Jesus, for the food we have to mm-hmm. eat. All of it. Mm-hmm. We ever all the contents of our refrigerator, <laughs> the contents of our pantry, the contents of our freezer, all wow. of it in the living room. Wow. But listen, not only because I'm not saying just this one child, mm-hmm. we're the same. Mm-hmm. I'm the same sometimes too, because I don't feel like cooking. I'm like, ah, do you guys always have to be hungry again? We have to eat again <laughs> three right. times a day. What's exactly. up with that? <laughs> right. Or, or even myself, I'm not hungry for a certain thing. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. as far as menu planning goes, I'm my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. I'll make the menu. It looks really great. And then I'm like, no, we're not going to eat that. I'm not in the mood for that. <laughs> so even when this child was doing this and bringing in all of the food, mm-hmm. I physically saw all of the food and was like, wow, we are stocked with food. We are blessed. And I can promise you that this child, Mm -hmm. well, I can't promise you that she never complained again, but (laughs) for a while, while I didn't hear about, we don't have anything to eat. So Mm. that was a learning moment. That was a great moment. And that's just one tiny grain of sand in a whole beach of homeschooling moments, lessons. You know, that that's really interesting. It makes me think about online, you know, you, you look at these groups and these comments and people are like, you know, homeschooling is all fine and good for you because, you know, you have a husband and all of this, but there are some people who can't homeschool. Now, mind you, the people who are commenting about this are probably very well off and they have a spouse and they have two incomes and things like that. They're not actually the person who is the single parent literally maybe struggling to make ends meet because the people that I know in that situation and they're homeschooling, they make a way. And That's right. they are thankful for what they have. And even, I kind of don't like when people talk about, oh, this is such a first world problem, mm-hmm. but it kind of is, you know, mm-hmm. they're complaining about the food because even the struggling people who don't have a lot in America have so much by the measure of anywhere so else, much. right? Yeah. And my homeschooling friends who are single parents who are making it work and scraping by because they prioritize their kids, mm-hmm. they get that. Yeah. It's not them who are saying, you know, I can't do this. Right. They found a way. It's other people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And here's the reality. There's really no reason why one couldn't homeschool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again for all the people in the back. There isn't a reason. The only reason that you wouldn't be able to homeschool is if you believed the lie that you couldn't Mm -hmm. or you really just didn't like being with your kids. Because it's really parenting. I know one type of person who shouldn't homeschool. Oh, they abuse their children. Child abusers. Exactly. If you don't like your kids, you shouldn't homeschool. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. I do know it's difficult if you're in a custody situation and you have to go through the courts because most of the times they they default Mm -hmm. to sending a kid to public school, which Mm -hmm. is a tragedy that makes me so upset. Not fair. But you should still fight that if you're in that situation, because there are times when the homeschooling parent will win. Yeah. Right. So don't just give up. Um, So I don't think that's a situation where you can't homeschool. Mm -hmm. It just makes it very, very difficult. Um, If you're abusing your child, don't homeschool. Unless you're a child abuser, you can homeschool. Yeah, it's really true. Yeah. I mean, it really is true. Um, I mean, sometimes we see some, we meet some parents where, you know, you just want to suggest some different ways to parent, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) But, you know, I think that's a learning process. I don't believe, you know, all of, all of life is learning and I don't believe people just know how to parent. I remember when we brought the kids home from the hospital and I remember just, you know, Joel and I thinking, oh, 
I have no idea. I mean, I never had taken care of a baby besides babysitting. Oh, no. But to do it full time, I remember. Did you have a home ec class where they gave you a bag of flour and you were supposed to lug it around and pretend it was your baby for a week? I wanted to do that. No. (laughs) But even that, it's a bag of flour. You know, I mean, who cares? You don't really know how to do anything. No. And so it's all of learning. And even the moms that we come in, I mean, I've talked to such sincere moms who, who really just want to know the easiest ways, but homeschooling is for everybody. Why? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're a parent, God thinks you're equipped. Yeah. God will make a way. And I know, like Tina said, there are some um, outside circumstances, which make it a bit more difficult, particularly that one. Right. But um, if God has it for you, Nobody can shake what he has for you. Nobody can stand against it. Mm-hmm. You fight for your rights. Yeah. To parent. Right. Well, right. and that's something to be thankful for, mm-hmm. too. In America, in every single state in the union, it is legal. And we know, I know of people, and we'll be speaking with some people who are kind of yeah. at the modern pioneer forefront when homeschooling made its resurgence in the yeah. 1970s and early 80s. Um Those people felt called to homeschool before it was legal and they did it because it was the right thing to do because not every law is just, not every law is right. Um, That's probably really controversial (laughs) among some people who know me, but it's true, right? It was illegal to hide slaves on the Underground Railroad. Was it immoral to hide them? Absolutely not, right? Mm -hmm. It was illegal to give um, refuge to Jews who would have been sent to a concentration camp. Was it immoral to hide them? I don't think so. Right. At one time or another, it was illegal in some places to educate your own children. Does that make it immoral? <sighs> Hardly. Right. Right. So there are people that that I know of, I don't know any of them personally, who homeschooled whatever state they were in before it was legal again in their state because God called them to it and they did it. But right now we can be thankful that it's legal in every single state because of the people who fought to make that happen. And we shouldn't take it for granted. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that not only do do my children get to have this privileged opportunity to learn, Mm -hmm. but I was privileged to learn everything that I didn't learn at the, in the public school. Absolutely. And, um, I, because I've said it before, I didn't, really assert myself, I guess you could say, right? What did my dad always say? He always said, you just didn't apply yourself. I didn't apply myself for so many different reasons. But even those of us who did quote unquote apply ourselves, yeah. I was one of those people. There was so much I didn't learn. Yes, yeah, so right? much. That and, I have learned so much as a homeschooling uh, mom. And w- I mean, to learn with, by your children's side, to learn with them, there is nothing tangible that I can compare that to. It is just such a gift from God that you just, uh, just to be able to take back your own education and to model that joy. I mean, because it was joyful, right? When you would, you would be sitting with the girls, right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you'd come across some information. You're like, I do not remember learning this. No, this is so interesting. (laughs) And I think, you know, because they see that in us, It's so interesting to them. I don't remember my teacher ever saying, showing that much excitement. Oh, gosh, no. You know, I mean, they usually presented that they knew everything, (laughs) that there was nothing more to learn in a sense, you know. So just to be able to retake, you know, to take back 
our education, I think that has just been one of my most precious gifts of homeschooling. Yeah. I mean, we homeschool for the benefit of our children, but we gain so much as well. Academically, we learn all the things that we either forgot or were never taught. Character wise, God challenges and stretches us as we live with our children day in and day out. And that's kind of scary. And we don't want that all the time, Mm -hmm. but what a blessing and an opportunity to grow. We're supposed to want to grow more Christ-like as we go forward in life. And homeschooling gives you the opportunity to do that. (laughs) We're a live experiment right in front of the kids about God's grace. I mean, because I remember one time um, we were talking about, I can't even remember what the, what self-control, it was self-control. We had been talking during our devotional in the morning about self-control. And I think it was Madeline who said, mom, this is such a good one for you. (laughs) And she was so little, but she is right. Yeah. She is so right. And that even at that little, you know, she connected it and she saw that because I was a walking, living, breathing, live Mm -hmm. experiment (laughs) before them of how, you know, I'm sure they saw my, you know, what they saw me change. They saw me grow Mm -hmm. because they, they saw me fail. And then improve and then do better. Just like we see our kids do that same thing. They're watching us do that. Yeah. And they're there. It puts you on equal terms with them. You're not above them. You're beside them. And And they can see that we fail. And yet God doesn't stop loving us. We get up and we try again. My big thing, we all have our things, right? So my big thing was patience. Yes. I would say I would never pray for patience because I didn't want God to bring the circumstances that would (laughs) bring that about, but he still did that, you know, and I knew that. So I wasn't consciously praying for it, but he always brought the situations in. And that was the thing that the girl saw, you know, is my journey toward trying to be more patient. And did you ever just break down? I mean, Even as, and I keep bringing up Madeline because, oh, just so sweet. She's just such a comforter. Mm. And God has just given her this gift specifically to use with me, to be sure, (laughs) of uh, just reminding me of who I'm not. And Madeline does it so well. I mean, I remember, you know, just last year when, you know, Madeline was a senior last year and there was just, I was going through a time of really, uh, you know, the enemy pointing out every failure all mm-hmm. at the same time, every single thing, right at the same time. I felt like a failure as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as every single thing. And I remember sitting in my room and just crying and crying. And you know how that goes. It's just, it's pity really, right? Don't go down the pity path, but in walks Madeline, the comforter. And she came in and she just, she reminded me verbally with her Bible of truth Mm. of who I am. And she, and then even when she got me to the point where I wasn't crying anymore and she's like, mom, you know, just showing me everything. She's like, you are such a great mom. You are this, you are that, you are the best wife. You are a good friend. Look at who you are. And just showing me all these things and hearing her say it. And so I'm thankful that while we teach our children, Mm -hmm. they are always teaching us. And, um, and that's a gift. Mm -hmm. They have gifts that we don't have. Right. 
And well, so and, we get to be right. their students. And how yeah. and why can they do that? Because they spend time with us as homeschoolers. Yeah. If they were off in school, they wouldn't know our struggles. They wouldn't know our strengths. They wouldn't know anything about us. Yeah. So that's another thing to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling you this story just earlier today about Abby being my, um, well, the little Holy Spirit prompting for me yeah. because this patience thing was a tough thing for me and I could actually hold it in with them pretty well. Right. But it always came out of telemarketers <laughs> or if I had to call a customer service yes. person. Right. So there was one particular day and then I, I made a habit of being rude to customer service people, not because I planned it. I just did. Right. Because when you're trying to be self-controlled and patient and you hold it in all day long, that's who you let just let off on, right? You jumped on the sin wagon, team. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was this one particular day, I think the girls were nine and 10 years old and they were upstairs playing with their Barbies. And I thought I, whatever phone call I had to make, probably the cable guy, I don't know, but I called him up <laughs> trying to get this thing taken care of. And I lost it. Yeah. I completely lost my self-control. And there. No patience. I'm Fortunately, I'm like cursing at the guy. Yeah. It was horrible. And mm-hmm. I'm yelling loud. And I remember thinking, well, it's a good thing the girls can't hear me, even though they're in the house because they're playing and they're occupied and whatever, whatever. Yeah. Well, I think it was that same day that little nine-year-old Abby came and talked to me and she said, mom, oh, she called me mama back then. So mama, um, I heard what, how you were talking to whoever you were talking to. And that really bothered me. Mm. Oh, my heart broke. Right. But I'm so thankful that she felt safe to talk to me about that and hold me accountable. So here she is. She's my daughter. She's nine years old, but she was and is my sister in Christ. Yes. Right. And Rachel has done that for me too. We we just moved. And at the beginning of the process, Rachel came to, she's 20 now, but she came and she said, okay, mom, we're going to do this moving thing, but I know how you can get. Mm. (laughs) So I'm only going to be okay with the moving thing. If you give me permission to tell you when you need to calm down. Yeah. (laughs) And I had to, you know, and she did. There were times when she'd come in the middle of the process and say, mom, just sit down. It'll be okay. Yeah. And God uses them. Yeah. Not as children. No. Right. Even when they are children, though. Even when they are children, he uses them. Yeah. With, with what, you know, just as messengers straight from him, what, what he says. Right. But they couldn't do that if they didn't know us, if they weren't with us. That's right. And we couldn't, we wouldn't be able, we wouldn't be able to experience that. What a, I mean, those moments are just, they're priceless. And every single bad day that you have, that's why we say, no, at the end, it's, it's, they're beautiful and they're so needed. Yeah. In order to learn lessons, we fail. Mm-hmm. We have to fail. Are we perfect moms and dads? Oh, gosh. No. You know what, guys? Don't feel bad about losing your self-control. Don't feel bad about it. Ask God to help you mm-hmm. and guide you and be thankful that he even puts it in you <laughs> to feel bad. Yeah. Right? To, to feel bad. Because... If we ever want to grow, we have to, we have to fail. We really do. Failure is not the end of the story. It's just the beginning. And we get to do that when we're home with our kids all day. They get to see us fail, which means they get to see us grow. They get to see how we deal with it. Mm -hmm. And we get to model the good and the bad. And what's good about modeling bad? Well, your daughter coming to you and saying, hey, mom. I know this moving thing is going to be hard and I know how you generally deal. Mm-hmm. Right. And so look at that. Yeah. If, if you did, hadn't represented in that not good way. Right. 
look at what she's learned from it. Absolutely. And, you know, well, even think academically. Okay. Let's go back to math. My daughter's least favorite subject, both of them. <laughs> um, if you fail a math lesson in school, you get an F in the grade book. It gets factored in and eventually you have too many zeros or this or that or the other thing. You get an F on your report card, but you just move forward and there's no growth, yeah. right? You fail a lesson in a homeschool math situation. What happens? You go back and you learn it. You, you, your child learns to pick herself back up, sit with mom, work through it yeah. and actually learn. This what is, a blessing that is. Yeah. And what a blessing that we're not on a clock. Yeah. A time period. Right. My daughter right now is going through um, Veritas Omnibus textbook. And um, even though she graduated, even though she just graduated, yep. but she loves it. And she also knows the things that she's lacking. And she she wants to be able to, you know, she has a plan for herself. She wants to be able to you know, partake in harder discussions and talk about the great book. She loves it. Mm -hmm. And she wants to build her confidence. And we told her, who cares? It doesn't matter that you're graduated. It, I could take the book. You guys, I could pick up any of the studies that my children have done. I don't oh. know them all. Oh gosh. No. I don't know, but what a great thing that we're just living life and we don't have to have a time period. We don't have to say, well, you don't get to do that because you're graduated. So anything you want to learn, forget it. You had your chance. It was called kindergarten through 12th grade. No, that's not true. Right. There, there are books on our shelves that were, you know, we've had through um, different curriculums that we've had. And I thought, oh my gosh, if I read all of these books on our shelf, what an education. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I'm 49. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter. No, but to be able to give our kids the love of learning. Yeah. Yep. My husband's grandmother was 98 years old when she passed away and she was a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. She was about 90 years old when um, she announced that she probably shouldn't go take the community computer class because she might need that one day. <laughs> Wow. And she did. And she was in the Sherlock Holmes Society with um, my father-in-law. Wow. And she, until the day that she died, she was learning. In fact, she didn't have dementia, but she was losing her memory because she was 98 years old. And she had said that she wanted to go live in the assisted living. So that was a good transition for her because yeah. she chose it. But she was forgetting things. And she knew she was forgetting, but she loved to read. And she always had a book by her bedside table. And, um, she was over for Thanksgiving or something. And she said, well, you know, the, the good thing about um, forgetting so often is I can read a chapter of this book today and close it up and read the very same chapter tomorrow when it's brand new to me. <laughs> that actually happens to me sometimes. When I read but before, she, had but this, she had this beautiful thing okay. of I'm a lifelong learner. Yes. I'm 98 years old. I can a learn good attitude, something. Yes. Right? Just a good attitude. And we have the ability in homeschooling to give that to our kids. We have to work on it ourselves. But we're not reliant on paid strangers in some school to pass that on to our children without even knowing if they're capable of it. Because we know we can do it yeah. with God's help if we want to. Yeah. I'm thankful. This is the biggest thankful part right here. Mm. I'm thankful that God is the center. Yeah. He's the center of our living. Mm. He's the center of the children's education. He's the center of our education. Mm. He's involved in everything we talk about. And we get to learn 
in and through him and with him and by him. And I'm thankful that when you educate your children at home, when we educate our children, our, our children at home, that's what you get. Yeah. And that's so worth it. People, you know, sometimes get hooked up on, oh, my family doesn't approve. My friends don't approve. Um, how does God feel about homeschooling? Okay. God approves. Yeah. All you need is knowing that. Mm-hmm. And if you're married, you should be on the same page with your spouse. Okay. Otherwise it makes it very difficult in the home. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, you don't need anybody else. God absolutely approves of homeschooling. He talks about parents discipling their children all throughout the word of God. And that doesn't just mean spiritual matters. It means every single thing. Yeah. That should be enough. He approves. He called you. He gave you children. That means he wants you to educate them at home. Yeah. What else? They're all, <laughs> you guys, we could go all night long. There are so many things. Are you thankful for all the, I, <sighs> I wrote down on my little notes here, my tribe. Through the years of homeschooling my kids, I was involved with lots of different other homeschoolers yeah. in different groups and from church and just in around online because that's a thing yeah. now too. Yeah. I have gotten to know so many other homeschooling parents and some of them have become my tribe. Am I part of your tribe? You're part of my tribe. You're part yes. of my tribe, Tina. And what a blessing, yeah, you know? It I is mean, a blessing. A person doesn't need 5,000 friends. You no. only need a few really good friends. Yes. But- when you just make connections with a few other homeschoolers that are like-minded yeah, and then they can walk with you in That's the journey. True. And I am very thankful for my friends that have homeschooled with me along the way. And if it wasn't for homeschooling, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Right. I'm thankful that God has called us to start the homeschool loft. <laughs> And didn't he put this work in us so long ago and we didn't, we weren't on that step yet, but here we are today and, and we get to meet so many people, Yeah, just so many people from different walks of life. And we get to hear their story. And I love meeting with the women we, we offer, we go through some book studies. And so I get to meet different moms and then really get to know them because we meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I love for this season right now that we're in, it's homeschooling from a different angle. Yeah. Right. We get to talk about all of these things that we're thankful for, all of the lessons that we've learned. And it's just. We're, We're helping to mentor the other parents. Yeah. So that they can feel confident with what they do with their kids and. There were people in my life when I was a new homeschooler that were doing that for me. So I'm so thankful that I get to, to be that tightest two woman, I guess. It's almost too good to be true. I know. Yeah. It really (laughs) is. Every time I write it, I'm such a fan. I've always been a fan of writing in my journal since I've been little. And I just always the thankfulness of that. But, you know, you hear about that women mentoring younger women and I can't, I can't believe we're the older women, but, um, we are, and it's all relative. Hey, we're not that old. (laughs) No, it's just relative. Yeah. It's relative, but it's so, I don't, I have no words. I'm, I I have no words. I can't believe it. I cannot believe that God would orchestrate Mm -hmm. all of this, set us in it and just 
allow us to grow. Yeah. Because really the growth that's happened since we've even Mm -hmm. started this, I know Mm -hmm. just in my own self, the growth as being an older woman, (laughs) we're not that old. But um, here's the cool thing, though. Um, Everybody listening to us, God has a plan. Right. Yeah. You're in it right now with your three-year-old and your six-year-old. And, and again, mm-hmm. you can't see them mature. You can't see what life will be like for you when they're adults. You can't even see that coming. No. Right. Um, I believe there are seasons of life. So like, you know, the whole feminism thing says, women, you could have it all. That's a lie. A big you one. can have a lot, but not all at once. Mm-hmm. Right. So we all have different seasons of life. And if you're in that diaper changing, whatever season, I know it's hard. But that's a beautiful thing. And you'll see it in hindsight someday. And then God already is planning for you what he wants you to do and what he's going to call you to do when the task of discipling your children is as children is done. We're not done discipling our adult children, by the way. We've only just begun. (laughs) There you go. But it does change when they're adults, right? So it's, it's a different season as well. And when your children are adults, then you have more time and energy to pour into other people. And that's what we've been able to do. But God has that for you as well. So you won't just be forever changing diapers. If you have 12 children, you'll be doing it for a long time, but still what a blessing. Yeah, (laughs) it is. And it can't be said enough about how fast it goes. Yeah. It goes so fast. And I know that our words to you, when you hear us tell you and you hear other moms tell you who are older, it goes so fast. You can't even see it. I get it. I remember that. And the next thing you know, they're 20. Yeah. And it's just that fast. And so be encouraged today. We could go on and on and on and on. There are so many things to be thankful for. We can't count them all. We cannot count them all. Homeschooling is a blessing. It is a gift and a privilege from God himself. Never once. Accept the lie that you're not good enough because you are good enough. God says you're good enough. And when God says it, it's done. You're the best. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. And thank God for homeschooling. <laughs>